Hey friends, and welcome to the Village Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and here we're diving into the world of fear-free childbirth and joy-filled motherhood, all while being totally realistic about the chaos and beauty of our everyday lives. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just dipping your toes in, this podcast is your judgment-free zone. We'll explore practical tips, share personal stories, and chat with people who also get that living intentionally in the midst of motherhood isn't about perfection, it's about balance. So grab your coffee, tea, find a cozy spot, or as cozy as it gets with kids around, and let's talk about all things birth and motherhood. First episode, yay! Guys, this is so exciting because I have been wanting to do a podcast for so long and this is honestly just like a dream come true. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about my journey into birth work and how I found myself here. Um, I don't think I even knew what a doula was the first time I acted as a doula. When I first supported my first person ever in birth, I was 20 years old and I was supporting my cousin who was 15, so she was a teen mom. She was scared and, you know, kind of needed a lot of extra support, honestly. She wanted to have an unmedicated birth. She didn't know how to go about that. I didn't know how to go about that either, but together we kind of just held hands through it all, and when she finally went into labor, I was shocked at what I didn't know, what I thought I knew, what I wanted to have known but didn't know until afterwards. Um, so yeah, it was quite an eye-opening experience. Her birth was very long, very difficult. There were issues with the provider. There was some support issues with her partner. And I honestly felt really unprepared, and I think she did too. When... She set out to have an unmedicated birth. I don't think either of us did the proper preparation that we needed. Um, I'm pretty sure she did a very basic hospital birth class, which, if you don't know, is a little underwhelming, to say the least. They don't always teach you how to move your body or how to ask for things you need. They kind of just tell you about hospital policy and what you can or can't have in the hospital. But when we got there, she was admitted, triaged. Um, They didn't allow anyone back there with her, which was probably our first way we could have advocated for her. She really needed a support person. Not just that she was young, but... The fact that this was her first baby, she didn't know what to expect, she wanted an unmedicated birth. There's just a lot of moving parts to it where she really needed someone there with her to help her advocate. Um, and at this point, she had been laboring at home for quite a while. 
when we got there and she was alone in triage, she was there for quite a while and they ended up breaking her water again. She was alone. So no one was there to help her advocate. Um, they gave her some shot that was unknown to the both of us. And then they admitted her into a room. And at this point, it really felt like she was just a product of the system where they were kind of just trying to push her through. And she received almost every, every medical intervention you could think of. There was Pitocin and Foley balloons and she got an epidural that she had a really <laughs> negative side effect to, um, which doesn't always happen with epidurals, but sometimes, you know, epidurals just are not for everyone. And this was not for her. And we kind of got stuck in this spot where we thought she was ready to push. She thought she was ready to push. I'm pretty sure the doctor was ready for her to push. And we got stuck. And by we, I mean... Her cervix started to swell. Baby got stuck, which is very common when you're pushing too early and for too long. Um, when you put all that pressure on the cervix before it's ready, it kind of yells at you and will swell and close up. And there's really not much you can do at that point. Um to kind of reverse those things besides taking a break. And I don't think the provider wanted to take a break. So he ended up calling a C-section for her. She wasn't pushing for very long. She was not pushing for hours and hours. I know sometimes you hear about people pushing for two, three, four. I've heard up to six hours people are pushing. And, you know, they eventually have a vaginal birth but in her case she did not have a vaginal birth I think she was also just so exhausted this was you know only one day but for someone who was 16 15 they just didn't didn't have it left in them to to keep fighting the fight that they wanted to so she Ended up with a non-emergent but urgent C-section. And she delivered a very plump, healthy little boy. He did end up spending some time in the NICU just because he was stuck in her pelvis. Which is not surprising because we had a swollen cervix. And she... Um, was there for a few extra days. Besides that, baby is healthy and happy, and he is actually turning, I want to say, eight or nine this year, which is, like, so crazy how much time has gone by, and that was my little introduction into birth work. I don't think that when I experienced that birth, when I watched what she went through, my first thought was, oh, I'm going to be a doula now after this. Or, oh, this this is wrong. This needs to be changed. I really think it took some time. And watching her go through postpartum, 
helping her navigate the first few years of motherhood, I really began to see kind of what motherhood as a whole looks like and how it changes you, how you kind of go through this transformation of motherhood, um, and how important it is to have people in your corner who support you, who know what you want, who are able to voice those concerns when you are unable to. And I feel like that's what she really need from start to finish. She just needed someone who knew what she wanted and to help her voice those when she was having trouble doing so. Now, I would say that it wasn't until I became a mother myself, I really took the the journey of being a doula seriously. Um, I was away from family for most of my pregnancy and postpartum. I lived in a different state. Um, and so I really had to rely on the people around me to be my village and be the ones to support me in my pregnancy and postpartum and just be my rock when I was unsure of things. I remember I had texted a friend who I didn't know for very long, but I knew that she was an experienced mother and she knew what she was doing with breastfeeding. And I just had a question about breastfeeding in the middle of the night and she was there to answer it. And I don't think enough people have that. Enough people don't have someone in their corner to call in the middle of the night to ask them if they're truly doing okay. You know, when we have babies, everyone's like, oh, the baby, oh, how are you? How are you doing? And we're like, oh, good, good. And, you know, part of us, we are doing good. We have a beautiful little baby that is just so sweet and cute and they make cute little noises (laughs) and it's so fun to like squish a newborn but there's also a part of us where we are now a new person that we've never met before we are not the same as we were before we were a mother we are not ever going to be the same so that is kind of when the gears started turning for me when my sense of more kind of woke up in me and I knew that being a doula was what I wanted to do. So it took a little while to kind of find my end to the birth space, but I did it and I'm here and I'm so excited to be, just be hold space for other women giving birth, support them, help them learn to advocate for themselves and what they want, and just bring good information into the world about what motherhood looks like, what postpartum looks like, what childbirth looks like. I really want to dispel some of the fear surrounded by all of that. Um, Birth shouldn't be scary. Sometimes scary things happen in birth. I've seen them. 
I've heard stories of them and we can prepare for those times. I don't want those things to happen, but they do. Sometimes they're unavoidable. Sometimes it's the luck of the draw. But that doesn't mean we can't prepare for a birth that you love and you feel whole from. Even if something doesn't go how you plan, there is a way to create space for yourself to feel those feelings of disappointment and yet walk away saying, I did what I needed to do and I feel good about that. So if you also want to feel good about the decisions you're making related to your birth and your motherhood journey, I am here for that. I'm here for this journey and I'm so excited that you have joined me for this. I can't wait to do this together and just see what kind of conversations come up. So thanks for being here, guys. That's my little intro to how I found my way into birth work. Stay tuned for some really fun guest interviews that are coming. Um, Some more little one-on-ones with me, if you like that. (laughs) Um, And if you want to ask a question or if you want me to talk about something specific, I'll leave a link in the show notes for how you can submit your question to me and I'll answer it on a future episode. All right, guys, all my love. All right, lovely people, that wraps up another episode of the Village Doula podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, a few laughs, and maybe a practical tip or two that fits into your life. Before you head back into the realness of mom life, I'd love to ask a little favor. If you enjoyed today's episode and don't want to miss a new one, hit that subscribe button. And hey, if you got an extra minute, leave a review. That would mean the world to me. It helps other moms find this show. If you got stories to share, questions to ask, or just want to connect, come hang out with me on Instagram. Let's keep this conversation going.